Hello? Hey, is this a 1-800-BJJ-HELP? Yeah. Can I ask uh, who's calling? Yeah, this is Josh. I uh, just started with jujitsu and I, I, I feel like I need some help. Awesome. Yeah, I think we can uh, we can help you out. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name's Josh. Um, I just started jujitsu. Oh man, I think I went to my first class um, a couple months ago. I'm going tonight. Tonight will be my 32nd class ever. So however many months that is. Still nice. counting. Sound like a very analytical person. You sound <laughs> like uh, we're going to get along just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just started. I'm still counting. Um, but yeah, I, I in terms of just grappling and whatnot. As a kid, I did a little bit of grappling. Um, there was a church counselor who would teach us on Saturday mornings, on and off, uh, when I was probably like twelve or thirteen. And he would teach us wrestling and jujitsu um, for fun. I'm not sure how many, I don't even really, I don't know if I really count it, but at least had some very basics like as a kid and then went to one class years ago and they were doing judo throws. And I think I bruised like a rib and I, I it like hurt to cough for a month. And then, so I didn't go back. And then, yeah, then I went again um, just a few months ago and, and, been training since nice so what uh what made you stay this time um i think it was the community the, the class i went back to this time was in hawaii uh shout out to my buddy mitch who brought me and they were just so friendly there on the island it was just a very casual um culture it didn't feel like everyone was trying to kill each other it wasn't super aggressive and like yeah people weren't getting injured they were just very cooperative um, and then I went in Vancouver and it had the same vibe. I don't know if it's because Canadians are so nice, but just such a nice vibe in there. And I really like the instructors and then same here in Boise. Um, I'm a digital nomad, I guess. So I travel around a lot, so it's hard to stick with one gym, but yeah, so far I've been lucky in finding really, really nice, helpful instructors and cultures besides nice. the first experience. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Canadians are nice. Shout out to, uh, Jordan teaches jujitsu and all those guys over there. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of those YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how, how about yourself? How did you start 1-800-BJJ help? Like what's your jujitsu career been like? Yeah, man. So, um, I started jujitsu when I graduated college and I just moved into an apartment and there was a school across the street and I figured it was a good way to stay in shape while kind of learning a skill and not necessarily having to go to like a gym or something like that. Um, ended up loving it. And then about a year ago now, crazy. It's already been a year. Um, my fiance got a job in Hawaii. So, um, I tried really hard to let my work allow me to work remote. Um, but they said no. So we had a tough decision to make, but we decided to move to Hawaii anyway. So I quit my job. We moved here for my fiance's work and we moved to a pretty remote area that didn't have any jujitsu at all. So, um, it's kind of exciting. It's slowly starting to build, but for the past, like, you know, eight months or so, I wasn't really able to train on a consistent basis. So I started this YouTube channel where I was able to keep my mind kind of like into, uh, into the sport, especially, um, of like high level jujitsu and kind of the latest trends of what's going on. Um, and very fortunate that it's kind of 
became a lot more popular than I ever expected it to be. And uh, I'm happy that I'm able to help a lot of people through that podcast and hopefully able to help more people um, that are kind of getting into jujitsu, kind of those entry level um, type people through this podcast, where I feel like the YouTube channel is more catered towards like advanced technique, like the latest cutting edge techniques and things like that, um, where this will kind of be catered more towards um, helping people get started and kind of mentor newer people like yourself um, to make sure you get that sense of community and, and things like that, that the jiu-jitsu offers. So, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, yeah. The YouTube channel is uh, less impressed, more involved is the name of the channel. It's super cool. Got a shout out from Gordon Ryan uh, a couple weeks ago saying like the, the analysis breakdown between him, the match between him and Felipe Pena was like one of the most accurate he's seen. So huge yeah. um, credibility, I feel like coming from the King himself. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That was so like I've thought about it a lot because I was, you can ask my, my girlfriend, like I was literally pacing back and forth. Like I didn't know what to do. I was so excited. I ended up just going to work out. I was like, I need to get my energy like levels down a little bit. That's um, awesome. But like, I just thought about it a lot and I feel like it was such a big move, you know, to move here. And then like, it just feels like I'm in a room by myself making YouTube videos. And then for something like that to happen, just like add so much credibility and like just gives me validation that like what we're doing is actually like good you know it's, yeah. it's pretty wild to think that you can like do something like that just by like literally by myself just making youtube videos you know it's wild <laughs> it's, super, it's super cool it, yeah. i can't even imagine what it would feel like i'd be over the moon um can you tell uh the listeners a little bit about your um progression and journey um in jujitsu, like when you started, yeah. Yeah. What was, I, I think you've told it to me before, but just so people get to know a little bit about your jujitsu background, the yeah. type of schools you were at, what you were learning, any frustrations and what the growth has been like since. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I started out, um, in a school in California and when I started, it was the school's like second week of being open. So I was one of the first students and was very dedicated and quickly became like you know, one of the advanced people that were there, even though I was still like not in a, like a higher belt or anything, but just like relatively amongst the room, I was much more dedicated than anyone else. So just naturally became better. Um, and then I trained there for like five years and then, um, Craig Jones, I got my purple belt from, from there. Um, and then Craig Jones came and gave a seminar at a nearby school and, uh, people at that school, we're asking how to defend K guard. And this was like back, like way back, you know, um, not way back, but relatively for me, I guess, in my journey, some people have been doing jujitsu a lot longer than me. So, um, but, uh, yeah, like I had never even knew, didn't even know what K guard was and they were asking how to defend it. And I was like, what the heck is even going on right now? You know? Um, and then we got to roll with everyone and I rolled with people there and I got tapped. I was a purple belt and I got tapped probably like 25 times by white belts over like the course of, you know, like four or five rounds, but I was just getting worked by people that like, I, yeah, it just blew my mind. And then I knew that I was definitely like a big fish in a small pond at the school that I was at and that I needed to make a change. So I switched schools. I went over there and, uh, COVID hit, like literally I was like the new school for like two weeks and then COVID hit. Wow. And then I didn't train for like a year. Um, 
and then started going back there for like six months. And then we moved to Hawaii. But um, so I didn't get much time at this new school, but I just think that like it exposed me to a world that I didn't even know existed, you know? And like, it's kind of like the, I heard this, uh, this analogy talking about a thermostat where like, if you're in a room and like the room is like with 50 degree people and you go up to 70 degrees, the room is naturally going to bring you back to like 60 degrees or 55 degrees, like back towards the norm. But if you're 70 degrees and you start hanging out in a room with like 150 degree people, they're going to bring you up to like their temperature, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I definitely feel like that's exactly what happened. Like I was kind of getting like pulled back, pulled back. And then I got exposed to like what real jujitsu looks like. And I'm like, damn, this is like next level stuff. You know, this, it became so much more fun. And uh, I definitely got the bug again. And uh, yeah, super excited about it now. Dang, that's <laughs> that's awesome. kind of like where, where we're at um, in, my, in my journey. Yeah. How does someone like you who, you know, isn't a, necess- isn't a black belt, um, how do you have like black belt level analysis to the point where someone like Gordon Ryan, who the athlete himself says your analysis is like, the most accurate one he's seen. So yeah. Where do you think that mental part of it came in for you? And yeah, along the way. Well, one, I feel like it's like a a big distinction to make between like knowing what to do and actually being able to do it. Like, I feel like my knowledge, especially over the last like year has just like gone through the roof. Like, I feel like I know a lot about jujitsu but where I find like it difficult is like, I know what to do, but I can't necessarily do it yet. So like, especially against people that are bigger than me and have been doing jujitsu for 20 years, like I know, like my technique is better than your technique, but just because you're just like have ridiculous base and I'm not like that good at it yet. One, it, I'm not like too efficient. So I get kind of tired when I try and do things that I haven't practiced very much. Um, and then two, like, it just, it just kind of like demoralizes me a little bit. Like, it's like, man, I know this should work. And I know like your straight ankle lock from 50, 50 shouldn't work, but you're like 50 pounds heavier than me and you're ripping on it. And it's like, just kind of annoying. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, so I think I'm still trying to get that credibility with myself. Cause I don't, I don't feel like I can fill those shoes yet, you know? Right. Um, Cause like, I feel like I can help people like analyze matches really well, but then when it comes to actually doing jujitsu, I don't feel like I can yet fill like the same shoes. Like people would expect me to be like, Oh dude, you gotta be like really good. It's like, no, I'm just like a purple belt, you know, like (laughs) I just watch a lot of jujitsu stuff. So yeah. um, Yeah. So I hope that that answers your, your question. Yeah, yeah, it definitely um, does. And I know you'll be able to help a lot of the people like myself tremendously because I, you know, I'm only super, super new. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who are going to be brand new too. So yeah, the idea of this 1-800-PJJ-HELP is um, podcast format is I'll be calling Jake here with questions. I've got a ton of questions already. Um, and Jake will be kind of like coaching and mentoring me. And so I'm really excited about it because I basically get like, coaching from jake which is cool 
but also it's exciting because everyone else can benefit along the way and we can see where the podcast goes in addition to your YouTube channel. So yeah, yeah. Super stoked for it. Um, cool. Yeah. I guess just a quick question for you. What are you hoping to get out of jujitsu? Like oh, self-defense or sport or, or what's your initial thoughts yeah. on that? It's a good question. I think it's a mix of self-defense and sport. I think initially it was the feeling, man, it was just listening to all these podcasts, especially like Joe Rogan and just talking to people who have been in martial arts, like that church counselor. And I remember there was one time where Faraz, Faraz Sahabi asked yep. Joe Rogan said, if you imagine you had no martial arts training at all, and then you walked into a room, how would you feel? And Joe Rogan said, insecure, like I'd be a little anxious. And I was like, oh shit, that's how I feel like walking around. <laughs> and I, I wonder what it would be like to not feel like that. So I think that was a big point that was really interesting to me is, and then after going to a couple of classes, even just walking out already feeling a little bit more comfortable and that made it really addicting. So yeah, the self-defense aspect, I think the the confidence knowing that if situations were to go bad, you can handle yourself. And then I think sports are just really fun in general too. I've jumped around playing a lot of different sports and it's really fun to just challenge yourself and to learn. Um, so I, and I like learning. I like, I think I'm addicted to the feeling of improving at something. And so that that's a very fun, enjoyable part of it. So yeah, I would yeah. like to compete at least once and just see what the intensity is like. But besides that, I think it's really fun to just learn and improve and feel confident. Yeah. Do you know who Tom Bilyeu is? Oh, yeah. Impact Theory, right? Yeah, Impact Theory. Exactly. He had Frost Sahabi on as well. And that interview is probably one of my favorite interviews with Frost Sahabi. And there's one moment in there where um, Tom Bilyeu says, you think everyone should do martial arts. Like, why is that? And Frost Sahabi says, if someone is picking on someone and that doesn't know how to defend themselves and that person doesn't do anything. It's because they're a coward, you know, and they're just not able to like defend themselves. Right. So um, I forget the word he uses. I don't think it was coward, but it's just, I think you get the point right there. Mm -hmm. They just don't have an option. You know, they can't do anything about it. So they're a coward. And right. then he said, if someone picks on me and I don't do anything, it's because I'm courageous and wow. I'm patient and I get like to use positive words to describe myself for not doing anything. Cause I have a choice that I could do something. Right. And, uh, he said, I want to, I want to give people the choice to be courageous. Damn. And Tom Billy is... was like, I think he literally just goes, fuck dude. <laughs> 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 but that's yeah, that's awesome. I think that's something that can benefit a lot of people and, um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to help you and, and a lot of other people hopefully get um, get involved in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, thank you. Um, damn, that's awesome. I'm going to have to definitely give that episode a listen. That could be my first homework assignment. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> cool, yeah. So I guess this is more of like an intro episode for the folks out there. Oh, you know what? Uh, what would you say? I think maybe we could share a little bit more info just so they get to know you a little more. Um, what do you think are your you know that your first five years in jujitsu, like what do you think were some of your strengths and ver versus some of your areas of improvement at the time? And how about now? Yeah. So I think I've always kind of gravitated. I'm, I'm kind of a smaller guy. Um, and I've kind of gravitated towards just the idea of like, be super annoying to the people that are trying to attack you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if you talk to people who train with me, like the, the one compliment I always get was like, 
I never feel like I'm actually like controlling you when I'm like rolling with you. And it's like, yeah, I just want to feel like you're like on top of me, but you're not controlling me kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. as I've kind of developed, I've gotten more um, kind of like tools in my toolkit where I can go from that defensive mindset to just like attack right off the bat. So I think um, my biggest strength is just kind of like being annoying enough to set up offense um, as people kind of like, as Donner would say, as like people get overextended, they leave themselves vulnerable to counterattack. And uh, yeah, I think that's one thing that I've, I think uh, developed quite a bit because um, I've, I've never really been like a smasher. Um, I always feel bad. Like when people would come in and they're like, you know, a 40 year old guy with a minivan and three kids and they're coming in and I'm like smashing the crap out of them from Mount. And it's like, (laughs) sorry, man, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I'd much rather be like, you know, underneath you and then working my, my defenses and you feel like you're doing good. And I feel like I'm doing good and everyone's happy kind of thing. Um, so I think just for my own progression, I probably need to get out of that mindset a little bit and start to work, um, more top, top game. But uh, I think that's definitely been my uh, bread and butter. Yeah. So see, uh, yeah. Such as you, you predict we're entering this, the smash era. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Got to hop on that train. (laughs) So, um, and then in terms of teaching jujitsu, when did you start teaching and what do you, what do you think are some of your strengths or what do you like about teaching? Yeah. So, uh, I, when I was working, um, in California, I actually bought a van and was living out of a van um, so that I could retire faster and teach jujitsu. And basically I was like teaching jujitsu and living out of a van, working full time kind of thing. And I was even like growing uh, microgreens in our apartment <laughs> and selling them at farmer's markets too. I was just like trying to like side hustle everything. Um, but it was all with the goal of just like training more, you know, <laughs> eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I feel like I started, you know, as any normal person probably um, starts like teaching kids and just kind of like helping out with, you know, kids classes. Um, And then you kind of start teaching like beginner people. And then now here um, I get to teach two days a week and I teach the advanced class. Um, So there's a beginner class, there's a gi class, and then there's an advanced class and I'm the advanced class teacher. Um, because like I, right now in my journey, I definitely feel like technique wise, I love like trying to figure out like the new stuff and trying to implement that into my game, as opposed to like teaching arm bar from guard or something like that, you know, like, um, yeah, I just, I just like trying to connect puzzle pieces together and see how like the arm bar from guard links with, you know, different positions and try and create like like a sequence as opposed to like holding people's hands all the time, Mm -hmm. um, right now. So that's kind of where I feel like technique wise I'm at. And that's probably because like, well, kind of ranting at this point, but probably because like what we talked about earlier, like I'm trying to get to the point where I do feel like I can transition that knowledge into like actually being able to perform the techniques. Mm -hmm. And if I'm watching like super advanced stuff and then like just have to go and like do shrimps up and down the mat, I just feel like like, what am I doing? You know? Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm just trying to, to work towards filling those, those shoes eventually. Um, gotcha. and you're prim- yeah. primarily a no gi guy, right? But you do have a, your, did were your first five years in gi in? Yeah, I did five years of gi. And then, um, since then I, uh, 
I don't, I don't even think I know how to tie a belt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And I've been yeah. doing mostly gi, um, but one day a week we have no gi, which I actually really like the no gi. Maybe it's because when I was a kid, obviously we didn't have gis and that's kind of like what I remember the fun of, um, and the feeling to be, um, unconsciously or something. Um, but also it's, it's just, I don't know. It feels cooler. It looks cooler. It's not as, I don't know. I'm, I may end up switching to the dark side in the future, but we'll see. Uh, for now, I force uh, is strong. <laughs> for now, I think I'll just keep trying to get as many hours under 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 me just to get the feeling and the movement. Of- yeah, and just so people kind of understand your situation a little more, you're kind of a a nomad right now, as you as you would call it. And I think it's going to be difficult for you to get to make that decision, right? Like you're kind of at the mercy a little bit of like you're in a city. And who knows what schools are going to be around and you might just have to train wherever you can train. And sometimes that's going to be in the geese. Sometimes it's going to be no geese. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. 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 I've been jumping around, but um, I think actually in April next year, I'm, I might move to like San Diego and stay there. Oh, nice. Yeah. A lot I of good jiu-jitsu have, down there. That's what I hear. So yeah, we'll have to talk about that in the future when I move on. I'll call you for help about picking schools. Cool. But uh, anything else that we should let the listeners know for an intro episode? Uh, anything we missed? We're going to try and keep these short and sweet in the future. Um, like Josh will just call with like one question and we'll just kind of like knock it out. Um, this one will probably be a little bit longer because we went to a lot of backstory and stuff. But um, yeah, excited to get get started. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little bit about us. And um, yeah, each each call will be like probably one topic or something like that. So that way people can just choose whatever episodes um, are, are uh, relevant to them. Cool. Exactly. We will. Um, yeah. Sounds good. I will uh, call back next time. I got a question, which I'm sure will be soon. Right on. We got to get like a hang up uh, audio thing. Yeah. You know, like at the end, like a click. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll insert that. We'll insert something yeah. like that. All right. See ya. All right. Sounds good. Later.